Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Blogcast Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. If you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. Join the Facebook group and um, join the conversation. There's some great conversation happening there. And also, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at financialemancipation at gmail.com. This is an exciting week. We have um, been, I've been able to load the um, podcast now on iTunes. So now if you go to iTunes, if you have an, um, an Apple phone, you can go to your podcast app. You can search for the finan- for Financial Emancipator or search for the Financial Emancipation Podcast and subscribe, rate, review, um, share with your friends. It's a great way. That way the podcast will load up immediately for you as soon as it's uploaded and you'll be notified and you can keep up on all the episodes. And, and also there are all the back episodes so you can catch up on your own time and, and continue to be part of this journey towards financial emancipation. So today is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. And this whole week, I've been focused on love and money. Love and money are two things that are so interrelated and connected, but people don't like to blend them together, particularly early. You know, there are some people who are married, who've been married for 10 years and never have joint bank accounts, never really share their finances. So love and money sound like two things that should go together, but oftentimes they're kind of like oil and water. But today um, I want to discuss budgeting and love. So there's a way in which, you know, if at this point, today's Valentine's Day, you're in a relationship, you guys are together. And if you're an adult and you're moving forward towards building a life together, there comes a time when you have to start talking about money together, how you're going to spend it together and um, going over like the basic budgeting. Right. So if, if you are, let's say, moving in together, you have to just you have to put together a budget because you have to cover rent. You have to see how much each person is going to put to put in now. Many people have many theories about this, right? How once you've moved a relationship from dating um, and being in a relationship to when you're kind of living together and building a relationship together, um, how how do you um, how do you go about putting that together? How do you go about building and putting a budget together? And one of the big things is about people. Some people think half. Some people think you go straight up with half, 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 half. The fact to me is that. If two people don't earn the same amount of money, then it is unfair to budget half, right? And many people will disagree with me. I cannot wait to hear your comments and you sending me feedback about this. But it's something that from my perspective as a financial professional is that it seems as though the idea of half is more so related to culture than to what actually makes sense numbers-wise. So... Numbers wise, if a person, if two people who live together make the same amount of money, splitting the rent and the bills in the household by half makes perfect sense. But if two people are living together and one person makes $100,000 and the other person makes $35,000, splitting the bills is, is really intensely laborious on one person and very easy for the other. And so while it may feel fair, the person, it will not feel fair to the person who earns less because they will have to give a larger percentage of their money to cover the bills. And so while while you all are are being quote unquote fair, meaning the bills are split down the middle, 
you're not being fair to that person because they will begin or feel some level of resentment because they have less money while you have more money because you earn more money. So what I suggest to couples when they're talking about, okay, we're going to build life together. We're going to get and move in together. And it doesn't matter who is the person who makes more money is that the bills should be, each person should give a percentage of their earnings towards the bills. So if you earn 100,000 and the person who you're living with earns 50,000, you both should give, if the bills in the household, um, let's say we, we're going to say 30%. So each person is going to take 30% of the money they earn and put that into a joint place to pay bills. Now, of course, for the person who earns $100,000, that's going to be way more, but it's not way more percentage-wise, which means the percentage of the total that you have left to spend is the same. But you don't earn the same money, but it's the percentage. And the reason that does that and the reason that that's helpful is because it allows each person to be contributing the same. You're contributing equally. You're just not um, contributing the same dollar amount because you don't earn the same amount of money. And what that does is it makes everyone feel as though they are putting a contribution to the household. But no one feels overly stressed or strained, right? And so the rent that you all can afford can be based on what you, you both can put together and being based on something, uh, a kind of a theory of half. It can really base, be based on a comfortability on both parties. And so when we talk about fairness, that is something that is deemed to be more fair, from, in my opinion, and from my expertise, is that that is more fair. Because what happens in that situation is that while the, the pot is filled with however much it needs to be filled with to pay the bills, no one person feels like, oh, I'm taking care of the other person, while the other person doesn't feel like I'm overextending myself. You know, there's, a, and often we can talk about this, but, you know, there are situations now where women are earning more than their partners. And when women earn more than their partners, there's a lot of conversation that leads back to culture as far as what a man is supposed to contribute and what a woman is supposed to contribute. I have seen so many conversations about, doesn't matter, the man's supposed to cover the rent. And it's like, that makes sense back when, or when that was, the, when that theory made sense, when your father, your grandfather, your uncle was the breadwinner in the household, your mom worked a, a small job or didn't work at all. That makes sense. When men were responsible for all of those major things, made sense when they were the breadwinners. But in these situations now, when you have women as the breadwinners, putting, putting an old cultural um, aspect to something that is modern is going to be a recipe for disaster financially because a man is going to overextend himself to fit into some sort of box that he's been put into that no longer is relevant given that he is not the breadwinner. You know, I know that some people find it, you know, very un uncomfortable for the man not to be the breadwinner, but when you look at statistics, and particularly in communities of color, particularly black communities, black women are the breadwinners in a lot of their home households. And that women are getting degrees more, black women are getting degrees more. This There's a reason for that. And when they're getting into relationships, if you earn more than your partner, then you have to contribute more to the household. It doesn't mean that you have to um, abandon all of your cultural norms. But I just think when it comes to money, as far as budgeting and love, and the idea that you are going to stick to old cultural norms about love and relationships, but not, but be in a different situation, a modernized situation for which the woman is the breadwinner, yet sticking to a situation where the man must be 
the one who pays the rent or you must split things 50-50 in order for them to be quote-unquote fair is going to keep you in a, in a financial bind. Because if a person is contributing a percentage of their, of their income, then they can also continue to save. They can continue to do other things with the rest of their income rather than overextending themselves to meet some half that is only based on cultural norms. So I think when you talk about budgeting and love, there's a lot that has to be abandoned as it relates to culture and what we and what our societal beliefs are. And it really does have to get down to the basics of the math. You know, when you're getting into budgeting, you have to talk a lot about what each other's earned, all the extra extra bills, what you know, what will be considered household bills, what will be considered outside bills, you know, your student loans in the bucket. Um, if a person has a previous a child from a previous relationship, are those expenses in the bucket or are they out of the bucket for the household? How does that all work? Those are things that you have to discuss when you're budgeting in love. And it really can be difficult conversations for some people, but it's really important to have those conversations and to really consider, again, a modern approach to how you're, you're handling your finances if your situation does not fit into what may have been what you understood to be cultural norms. You know, again, I'm not saying you have to abandon cultural norms, but you have to put them and fit them in to what the actual situation is. And demanding that you do a half and half situation or demanding that a man cover the rent in a situation where he doesn't earn more money if he is not the breadwinner, then you could find yourself in a situation where when he's overextending himself, there could be some other financial financial issues going on underneath that could end up being detrimental to you, to the financial future you two are trying to build together. So budgeting in love is tough, but budgeting in love is also a great thing when you found the one that you love and you guys want to build a life together. The best thing you can do is build a solid foundation, not only based on love, but based on um, financial stability and a, a way in which you guys can grow together and build your life and build your family. So happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. Please join the Facebook group there. There's so many discussions going on there. And it's really exciting to meet other people, talk to other people who are on the same journey towards financial freedom. And again, the, the, you can now download the podcast on um, iTunes. Search for it under the Financial Emancipation Podcast. You can search for it, subscribe, rate, review, um, really share with your friends. It would be great. We want to be able to extend this message and get many people on the journey to financial emancipation. Thank you for joining me today and have a great day.